wish for a fairy tale life. Remember, happily ever after. It's not always that easy. You're riding this train over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and then you die. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Blood for drama, drama. Blood for drama, drama. Blood for drama, drama. It's showtime. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. Hope you all had a happy weekend. Monday, Monday. Yeah, speaking of the mundane, today we're going to talk about fairy tales and the fairly disappointing reality of the mundane. Bullshit, society. Yeah, reality is often disappointing. <laughs> Always. And uh, we're going to go over the deaths of myths, legends, and fairies, how science killed magic, what goes bump in the night, how spooky myths modified behavior for the better, uh, cautionary tales, the resurgence of imagination. You know, for centuries we suffered mundane and sad lives but now that we have the access to technology and peace and innovation we're still addicted to fantasy and simulated <laughs> reality despite living better than ever yeah fucking ted kaczynski was right that's another episode though that's the unabomber for people that don't know yeah that's that's not the bombing the, the other part <laughs> yeah we'll probably have a countdown for it the other part that caused the bombings <laughs> okay the terror of technology. So, what do you think, Dave? So this one's near and dear to my heart because I I only exist ever like 50% in this reality. My mind is always elsewhere, uh, crunching numbers, fabricating situations. Um, my imagination is probably like right up there with my comedy. If you were to divide my entire personality in like a pie chart, mm. probably like, like 40% comedy, 40% imagination. 10% work? Yeah, 10% work, <laughs> and then 10% uh, of regret, <laughs> probably set up in that in that fashion. Uh, some skewed, like, 1% and 2%ers in there. I don't think I'm much different. Like, uh, you know, think about shit all the time, and just run these scenarios through my head over and over and over, all different kinds. See, I'm sure we have like differing scenarios but yeah, it's most still of the it's imagination part <laughs> most of the mind's apocalyptic yeah that that hamster wheel running up inside the head is like always always moving um, hamster only looks straight too he never turns his head <laughs> okay yeah, so for me um i grew up as a millennial so i had access to video games Fucking as early millennial. as like four years old you know i was playing on sega genesis you know the original nintendo um no atari for me but that's where I started. I remember even when I was four or five, it was just before my sister was born, um, I was living uh, with this guy. My mom was courting. I think she was engaged to him, uh, Todd. Todd. But, yeah, Todd. Oh, dude, so it, 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 he was... Do you have any great Pupon, Todd? <laughs> for sure. He was that. He was. He worked uh, is that why NASA. You, is that why you hated Todd as a, as a boss? No, different Todd. Um <laughs> Todd that I was uh, never aware of at like four years old was like a, a cool Todd. Um, he had an older son. I think his son was like 15 or 16 or something like that. But he worked for NASA. And uh, nice. in one of his spare bedrooms, he had the old um, like Enterprise ship, like a, a whole model from Star Trek. Nice. The thing was like three feet long. 
And uh, I was like, oh my God, this dude's a fucking nerd. <laughs> he has like a Genesis and he lets the four-year-old me play Sega Genesis. That's wild. So I was already invested in alternate like reality uh, at that point. And uh, for some period of time, we had a roommate named Greg. Um, he turned out to be a huge piece of shit, really, really dark uh, course of his life. But back then, when my mom was hanging out with all the hood rats, there was Greg, and there was like two or three other people in his circle that we used to go sell drugs to. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> like, one of them had like a crazy old like haunted house with an attic and like a, a crow's nest where you could climb up to the top of the roof. And so I was was all over that shit. Um, but Greg stayed with us in the garage for a while, and Greg had uh, two huge pythons, like like twelve foot long pythons. Mm. and uh you know early 90s and he used to let me feed them <laughs> like four years Fucking old so brutal. stupid uh one of, them was, one of them escaped one time and like in the house i'm just like uh yeah 12 foot snakes out with your four-year-old son just chilling Jesus. um so between like all of those things it really got me on a kick for like naturalism juxtaposed with sci-fi i was like dude i love nature snakes are cool and like animals are cool and then like space is cool and you know yeah, yeah. these little war games and sonic the hedgehog that i'm playing on the genesis are, are cool turned you into a nerd yeah so i didn't have a chance i didn't stand a chance i was <laughs> i was destined to become a nerd nerds are cool yeah uh nerds are cool and there's there's something to be said for not having any money when you grow up and having to really uh shore up your like play experiences with imagination when you don't have anything else yeah. so you know, like the cops and robbers you know what i mean right. around with a stick like stick is a sword stick is a gun stick is whatever you need stick to be yeah. stick will be there for you yeah stick is, is a real like one ray ren and stimpy log everyone loves the log <laughs> roll sure. it downstairs <laughs> i can never playing with a big ass log uh yeah so i was i was probably ran and all my friends were snippy um yeah, most likely. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a fucked up show. Uh, now that you watch it as an adult, you're like, yes, man, there's a lot of innuendos in here. Was, I think that's where Nickelodeon stole all of their uh, their moves from. That and uh, Disney. Yeah. Uh, but I was like inundated in this like fantasy world uh, from the get-go. And I was poor, so I was either playing around in the yard with sticks um, <laughs> and my friends... Or we were, I was borrowing video game systems. Like, I didn't own my the whole game system? system. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so I had a PlayStation uh, 1 and then borrowed my friend's N64 for a long time. And then uh, I had an Xbox. And then once that came out of fashion, I borrowed my friend's 360. And so I like, I had, I didn't purchase a video game system for myself from when I was uh, so well, I mean one was purchased for me when I was like 12 and then the next system that I bought was like an Xbox One like a decade later uh, so I became PC crowd and you know, with a computer I got a Windows well we had access to like a Windows 98 when I was a kid I used to go to the neighbor's house and like download games on his computer because dial up would be like it'll be six months before this <laughs> Two megabyte game downloads. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I go to the uh, my neighbor's house, Glenn, and he had like a, com- a computer. 
it was like hackers level had like you know plexiglass like led lights and uh he was playing three-dimensional games on a computer on the internet I was like, there's no fucking way so Mind he used to download blown. yeah i used to download these games and on like four different floppy disks and then like rebuild them on my computer and then uh dell came into the picture got a dell uh, you know, Dude, you got a deal. 2000 XP, yeah. <laughs> Greatest Christmas ever. So then I had access to porn. I had oh, access God. to games. I had access to all of the internet because no one had phones yet, like mobile phones. And uh, yeah. my mom let me have like the Dell in my room. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is this yeah, is peak puberty. Jerking off like a motherfucker. Yeah, I had plasma, plasma globe. I had my black light. I had my whole <laughs> desktop, a huge-ass corner desk in my room. I was macking Adult Swim on every night. No sleep, not a not a fucking wink of sleep. I was always <laughs> invested in whatever like weird anime was out at like two in the morning on Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. Mm. Um, this explains so much. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I had instances had the internet and like access to like video games and uh, computer games stuff like that. I really thought myself a little bit more intellectual than like the majority of my peers. So when I played like these role playing games stuff like that. I'd go on like role playing servers. So I'm like playing like role playing with like 20, 30, 40 year old people that are also playing these games. And uh, there is these old games called like MUDs. And so like a MUD was like, uh, what's the definition? Multi user dungeon, but it's all text based. So you'd be like, I move forward like three clicks north. It's like you move forward three clicks north and like explain what's going on. So my imagination was already supplementing just text based mm-hmm. uh, gameplay back then. And uh, you, in a role playing game, you fulfill a role, and on these role playing servers, they take that to the extreme. So it's not like, hey, bro, you want to go run this dungeon with me? It's like, I beseech thee, my comrade, to adventure yeah. forth into <laughs> the dark lands of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's what I did. So I was already like, boom, other world. That's me. And mm. that was my escapism for, for till today. You know, there are so many uh, guys that get flack for playing video games today. You know, girlfriend's like, my boyfriend just plays video games all fucking day. It's like, yeah, true, some of them are a piece of shit. But some of them also are probably still trying to process like they didn't have the tools granted to them growing up for a lot of people video games are therapy um it can become an addiction and i've seen it but for a lot of other people it's it's a therapy you it's escapism but it's also a way to like process social interactions to present yourself with challenges you can actually overcome because Mm. you can't overcome poverty or you can't overcome a disease in your life like i've uh told people that like i play grand theft auto so i don't do these things in real life like see i'm I'm killing everyone in the street right now and then i won't do it at home in, in the real world <laughs> like i just beat this hooker's ass and took all her money and i won't do it in the real world you know yeah the uh, argument- most video games have consequences the argument that uh, video games are making people more violent was like, no, it's, it's was, the inverse. That was a 90 thing. We are, we are placating the violent population with video games. I mean, there's definitely video games that are kind of like maximum body count. I don't think those are the best ones for young kids to play anyway. But and my son plays Grand Theft Auto and I'm like, well, see, when you do all that, the cops come kill you just like reality <laughs> i think those are probably less 
damning than something like Fortnite because Fortnite's think, stupid. Well, at the end of the day, you run around in Grand Theft Auto, you're beating a bunch of like NPC, non-playable character, base AI. It's just it's a it's not a person, right? right. Doesn't matter. You can have all the parodied violence you want against not people that don't even resemble people. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing like Xbox Live back in 2004 and you're playing Halo or whatever it is, Call of Duty, and you get real interactions, real negative social right. interactions you with people. Me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking find your house, you fucking nerd. I'm going to fucking kill you and your whole family. Like, yeah, that's toxic. And yeah. yes. You still had, before we knew, like they were eight-year-old kids playing these games online, experiencing that level of uh, hate. So that's that's probably the far more negative. Is, right. Um, Not the video game itself. The, yeah. The, it's, that's why one of the reasons I don't play online. Not because I'm like going to be like killing people's whole family because they killed me, but because I don't have like video game time. Mm-hmm. If I do play video games, it's like on the weekend, and most of my weekends are full of shit. Anyway, so right. I play like 10, 20 minutes here. Then I got a family, so I got to entertain them too. I know. So, like, I'm not like proficient in these games where I go on there and like the eight year olds are just wrecking me, dude. I'm like, fuck, this isn't even fun anymore. It reminds me of when I went to, uh, it was Pirates Cove. Remember Pirates Cove? Uh, it had to do with the Pirates baseball team, you know, we have in, in Bradenton, we have the uh, Pirates training facility. Yep. So they, it was kind of like a celebration station. And they had like go-karts and video games and laser tag. And so I was playing laser tag one time as like a teenager. Right. And there was this little kid in there. I was maybe 12. He just kept following me around. And as soon as my light would light up, he hit me again. Light would light up. I'm like, dude, you got to like, Fan out and start over. <laughs> Just get to follow people and shoot them and fucking back you. Oh, but you do. Piece of shit, kid. You know, I mean, that was in reality, though. So, but you it's that like, basically. You lock them in the broom closet. <laughs> I was like, you're lucky this isn't a real gun because I would have shot you in the fucking head by now. <laughs> fucking little bastard. I wanted to, like, football kick him, like, Spartan kick his ass. But I didn't. No, but yeah, that's what I think of when i play online like it's, it's probably that same little kid uh, was following me i saw a five-year-old get like a four kill streak on call of duty the it's other day ridiculous but uh, i mean it's definitely some type of an escape and i i like uh like the far cry games mm-hmm. you know like I, I got far cry primal for uh father's day and uh I like games like that where it's like you have to strategize and you have to like build things and, you know, survive, survival type games. You get to like choose how you go about an encounter. It's yeah, not like, railroaded yeah. on you. It's like this, yeah. you, you have to win. You have to do these things. How you get there is, is up to you. Yeah, I like games that like change depending on how you play. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can either be like the, the really good guy or the really bad guy or like the guy that was kind of like the... I think Fable did that really well back. In Fable the day. was dope. I forgot about that game, but uh, yeah, that was really good. Fallout, I really like Fallout. You know, but reality is gay. <laughs> reality fucking sucks. Reality man. sucks. Um, Especially so after you get older. That was me, modern day, growing up with 
technology, right? We have uh, avenues to experience other worlds. I didn't have technology when I was young. Like when we so had TV. You're, you're a caveman. We had TV. Well, they call us my generation's like a, a zennial with an X because uh, we still have like like Generation X was right. before me, and then millennials were after me. But I don't act like a millennial, right? I act more like Generation X. But most Gen X that I know have their lives all fucked up. Yeah, well, we're kind of like right in the middle, and and our childhood was analog. And our adulthood was digital. Mm -hmm. So we've lived like through all kinds of different changes. You know, the, the cell phone came in the 90s and like Atari. I started on Atari. I'm like, this is so cool. And, like, right. It's just a stupid line like going up and down. Yeah, arcades were like a yeah, huge Arcades were thing. like giant all the way up into the 90s when like fucking John Connor was running mm -hmm. from the cop, you know. Uh, I used to go to the arcade like a motherfucker, man. You go in there, and then uh, I would do, like, yard work so I could get money for the arcade. I'd go in there with, like, 50 bucks, and I was like a G. Like, damn, man, that kid's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, $50 in quarters. You're, like, got this big bag of fucking right. quarters. But uh, So that's, that's modern day. When you talk about uh, the history of all of our fairy tales and, like, myths and legends, I mean, from the first people that were self-aware and they have questions you know it's mankind's nature to question everything uh and when that questioning goes away that's really the the death of you know the essence of humanity i think um and like hope itself is a refusing of reality you know the statistics are against you but like there is there a chance in hell do we have hope can we possibly make it out? Yes. All right. Well, we're going to align ourselves towards that slim chance. Are we chance. really even him? Hell no. <laughs> fucking Lamb of God. Yeah. So we, we look at um, the world and our situation and we always imagine something beyond, right? There's something else behind the scene or there's something greater that we can achieve. And, uh, you know, the first people looking up at the sky and it starts raining and then, you know, that little cave child asks his cave daddy, like, why is it raining? Cave daddy has to provide answers. Cave daddy makes up a story. And, mm. uh, you know, whether it's... Um, God lives in the rain. Yeah, God, God or gods uh, across all cultures. One of the most prolific stories is like the sky serpent. Yeah. And depending on the story, it's either crying for humanity or like it's bleeding. Um but we've drawn in reality. God's like pissing. <laughs> in <laughs> reality, the, it feels like God's pissing. We're the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> if there is a God anyway, but there's all these natural uh, processes that like we, we couldn't understand, but we could fabricate a story to at least get like enough content out to keep us safe. You know, we had a lot of cautionary tales. Um, mankind has, um, we're afraid of the dark for good reason because most predators hunt at night when we are mm. ill-equipped to defend ourselves from predators. Uh, so what's the antithesis Unless of that? you're Jake Sully of, from Avatar. <laughs> Unless you're that. Um, or you become, you know, a, a hunter. Uh, but most of us, 
just sit by the campfire and, and wait for the, the dawn to come. Um, and so in those moments, um, I'm sure most people have experienced being alone in the dark at a critical point in time, whether you're out in the woods or in your childhood bedroom or wherever it is, when you find yourself alone and at the mercy of your own imagination, that can get really, really frightening. Oh, you yeah, have no, no one to check you. You have no outside stimuli um, to reassure you that you're going to be okay. You create monsters really quickly. Yeah. Um, you, you start seeing deeper shadows and movements in the shadows. You hear things that sound a lot like something else, like footsteps or, you know, a creaking branch somewhere. Um, something shuffling, you know, just outside your wall. And uh, that sort of fabricated, like, self-defense mechanism that kind of screws yourself over. I think, I think our brains are trying to tell us to be on guard. Yeah, but uh, they do, they do the most, and we can't really rein it in. Yeah, and so then we're left in like a state of constant panic, um, until you know the light comes on, or you run to your parents' bedroom, or you know yeah. turn on your headlights, and nothing's actually there. Yeah, I was playing uh, that game, The Suffering. I talked about. If you can ever find that, that's a great fucking game. But uh, it's all you're in a prison. There's all these fucking weird monsters running around, and you have to kill them. <laughs> So, my wife was, like, out of town, and I was playing this in the middle of the night. And, like, you'll be running through the hallway, and then it just has, like, this flash. It's, like, fucking really fucked up games. You're watching it on the big screen with, like, surround sound. It has, like, all these, like, behind noises of, like, something right. something's eating. Yeah. And you're like, oh, damn, what the fuck? fuck? You know? It's really trippy. So, I was playing this, and... Started getting a little freaked out. I mean, I'm a grown ass man at this point, and I'm like, all right. It's primal, though. You know, so I went and got my 357, and that's what you have in the game, too. And I'm like, I had it on my lap while I was playing. I was like, all right, monsters, you come on out now, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? I used to play uh, an alien game for the PlayStation way back in the day, and it's all dark. You know, you have like that yeah. like steam and stuff steam in the spaceship, shit. red lights, and flashing sirens, and. You turn around and, you know, the alien, the xenomorph is like one of the most nightmarish creatures yeah, ever yeah. conceived. I, I would say it is the most nightmarish. It's fucking, yeah. Um, I remember that movie came out. Fuck, it is, it's pure nightmare fuel. And um, so we, we've fabricated these stories, whether it's uh, different gods having their place in the ultimate cosmology and like the forces of nature, you know, uh, in like Asian mythology, they reference like, either a dragon or a catfish in the middle of the earth, like getting angry and like flopping around or, uh, you know, stomping around and that causes earthquakes. It's yep. just like we had to understand, even if it was flawed understanding, we had to have some sort of reasoning. We couldn't be left with an, I don't know for thousands yeah. of years. Um, but thus the birth of all myths, legends and, um, shit's crazy, man. The, you know, like think of like Greek mythology. That's so much. That it's even like studied still today. That it just there's so many things. You're like, wow, maybe these guys really was like figuring some shit out. There, at least they thought they were. You know, like, damn man, think there's a god for everything. Yeah, every like fast. the god of war, the god of fucking sun, the god of rain, the god of water. I think what uh, exemplifies it probably the best is like Shinto Buddhism. 
which kind of proposes that there's like a spirit behind everything. So, so you think of like the little shrines on the side of a jungle trail and it's got like some fresh cakes and fruits out by it. It's like, okay, they're, they literally believe like there's a spirit, like a guardian, a deity of that path yeah. that they're appeasing so that they have safe travels on that path. Um, so w- that was in the Witcher. Uh, yeah, Witcher's awesome. It it drew real life Slavic mythology and a bunch of other folk uh, tales into you know a, a really really good narrative experience for you. Um, Let's play a drinking game. <laughs> uh, also, R.I.P. to Henry Cavill's career with The Witcher. I, I, I don't it's care. over. Yeah, oh, they, they pulled uh, someone else for season three. Get the fuck out of here! I swear to, to play Geralt. Yeah. No way, dude. It's um. I ain't watching it. Boycott. For sure. Uh, let's see. There was some other guy. Boycott. I don't think it's a Hemsworth. I think it's. Get the fuck out of here! Else. You're not the Witcher. Yeah, everyone's everyone's. Why is he getting fucked with all the time? They pulled him from Superman too, and it's like, what the fuck? He's the greatest Superman ever. He's the king of nerds. Uh, and he's yeah, he's like the epiphany. Of the masculine man, and he's a nerd, which is kind of a contradiction, but it it works very well. He's like dead ass the king of nerds, and he's yeah he was like late he was like late for his fucking thing because he was playing the Witcher. (laughs) He was late for his audition. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Liam Hemsworth. Get the fuck I out swear of here. God, that's what's happening. For not season, even. For season four, Liam. Not even Chris. You couldn't even get Chris. So the biggest bullshit. Fuck you. This is a whole aside, but like we love. We're not we, watching We stand Henry Cavill. Not um, watching Henry Cavill for life. He left The Witcher to pursue the new Superman movies and like stick with the DCU. And then they canceled him from that. And then he couldn't go back to The Witcher. Um, <sighs> so what he's doing is he jumped ship even from Netflix and he went over to Amazon, and so he's going to be doing a Warhammer 40k series produced by him, starring him as like a chapter master uh, for the Space Marines. And they're, did you, uh, they're the hardest motherfuckers in the galaxy. Did you see Immortals? With uh, He played a Greek guy. Uh, Sam, what's his face? It was before he was really swole. Like he was, he was all ripped up, but he wasn't like big. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. That was a good fucking movie. Um, with, the, with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, the mask and the fucking, uh, the immortal titans. Yeah, army like, he's like fighting Hyperion. And they had those gold body Yeah, the gold dudes. bodies dudes. And yeah. Uh, that was a good movie. Cool movie. I I love Henry Cowell. He's, he's a G. Um, so, yeah, his whole career is predicated around playing these fantastical characters. <sighs> Superman. I'm not watching and any of them. The Greek god, like... Boycott. We we need fantasy. We need escapism. We need a story to everything. And um, stories were so important for so long. And then we had the advent of like science, tried, true, replicated, theorized, hypothesized, tested, proven true science. And I, mean, I think a lot of magic was science. Gunpowder and shit like that. They figured that out. Like he's even in like three hundred. Then he brought his mystics, and they're, like, throwing the bombs. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking gunpowder shit. Yeah, I mean, we still have magicians to this day that utilize science and sleight of hand, psychology. Yeah, and it's just... I'm I'm still left baffled. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, how the fuck did they 99% do that? 99% of the population is like, I don't 
I don't know. When you can trick people in today's age with a, I don't know how that happened. Um, yeah, they, what I don't they, know how happened. They believe. How the fucking retards went down to look at the Titanic in a tin can. That's what I don't know. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you that's do that? That's called hubris, and that's a huge story in a lot of <laughs> mythology. Retarded bullshit. Uh, when they thought they could challenge nature and challenge the gods. It's like so fucking deep that crushes everything and you're gonna go in there in a tin can yeah we'll we'll have another episode um discussing the deaths and why nasa refused to go there <laughs> yeah anymore. that's that, maybe um, the cthulhu got him <laughs> anyway uh so speaking of the cthulhu there's another one yeah <laughs> <Some myth. laughs> um supposedly yeah lovecraft uh created his whole lovecraft verse uh that guy was awesome of, man uh there there was a lot awesome to him yes there's a lot he, that wasn't awesome yeah, but I mean the the stories that he wrote. Um, he wrote the Necronomicon, which turned into Evil Dead. Uh, yeah, he was a genesis for almost any um, cosmic or even like a lot of body horror that you experience now. Uh, between H.P. Lovecraft and uh, uh, fuck Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, uh, those are like true true masters and uh they just they made universes they made whole mythologies that were so closely aligned to reality that you could start to believe it um and most cultures like you have the arabic cultures that have like the jinn yeah which have several variations but primarily they're like humanoid just whereas like mankind is made from like clay you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, in the abrahamic religions uh, the jinn are made of like smoke and fire. Um, Wasn't there one that was made out of wood? Uh, or they, there was some movie where they like replaced pieces of their body with like wood. He looked all weird. I don't know. They, I, I don't know if that's uh, the jinn is a uh, wishmaster for those that don't know. Correct. Um, so jinn fucking scary as was fun. pulled over to like genie is pulled into like Aladdin, and that's where most people think of. Jin as genies or like wishmasters uh the origin of that is is not the case it was pretty much like shadow people would mm. fall into the jinn um and they were just aspects of society that everyone accepted like yeah jinn exist don't go terrifying. don't go through this valley because it's the valley of these jinn and like you won't come back right whether you won't come back because there was a pack of like coyotes or something <laughs> like that or like it was hella snakes or hella heat <laughs> People just didn't come back, and then you'd attribute it to, oh, Jin. Well, the Jin got them. Yeah, so they were tales that helped keep us on track um, until it became pretty much monotheistic religion is like the death of all, because then you're attributing everything to one particular thing. Mm-hmm. This is the will of God, or this is the work of Satan, and you're you're on one side or, or the other of the sword, and so it's way easier to direct people and a narrative and to marshal uh, force I mean, there's so many cause. things, man. Like, even the, like, Krumpus, you know, you you tell your kids about this stuff to make them behave, or in Christianity, you know, like, this and this and this is an immortal sin, and you're gonna go to hell and burn for the fires of death forever, shit like that, you know, it's, uh... So, speaking of that... I love Christmas, man. Christmas is cool. Yeah, uh, that's right. So, Christmas <laughs> is a pagan holiday. 
that sure is. Christianity adopted because it was so popular and it was easier to Easter like, too, right? Slightly, yeah, yeah. Um, ev- every Christian holiday. <laughs> well, they just like kill all the pagans and steal their holidays and say they were ours. <laughs> That's pretty much what they did. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. You can still have your pagan stuff. Just call it this now, right? Do this instead. Uh, there's a quote from the Bible, uh, scripture Jeremiah ten one through five. I have to say this because this is like so on point. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, Do not learn the ways of the Gentiles. Do not be dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the Gentiles are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are futile. For one cuts a tree from a forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple. They are upright like a palm tree, and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot go by themselves. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, nor can they do you any good. It's a Christmas tree, dude. Yeah. You make Christmas trees stand upright, you decorate it with gold and silver. And they said do not, Do right? not. Yeah. Guess what we do every fucking year for Christ's birthday? We exactly do. Exactly what it says. No, <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, uh, that's a whole other story. We had a whole episode on that. It was like the second or third uh, but yeah, so we, it was easier for Christians to just slightly modify so, hey, stuff. Hey, if I can put this tree up and put gold all over it, that's what it said. It but like, it's, it oh, said don't. <laughs> but it's okay if you put the star above it, which represents the birth of Christ. You know what I mean? And then we Sounds decorate like it with a bunch angels of bullshit. and it's got, oh, holy night. So we fabricated this narrative just to bring people into the fold. Um, to, to sell keep, more crap. To sell more crap. Uh, circa, what, fucking... 800 um <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit like yeah so like krampus um saint nick you know they adopted all of these different things uh from fairy tales and folklore uh you also had like santa's elves so uh you have the keebler elves everyone knows about right delicious cookies mm-hmm. and uh, they're out in a tree and they're baking cookies and then you have elves for Santa in the workshop making toys. Uh, so elves or brownies or um, there's a couple of other names for them. Midgets. No. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Wrong. Uh, I'm just kidding, people. They're, they're little people. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, the wee folk, <laughs> right, is what they used to call them in like Ireland, the wee folk. Have you not seen Willow? Oh, I've seen Willow, yeah. You haven't seen the movie? Yeah, I haven't seen the new uh, season uh, that came out. Uh, the Nell one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. So these uh, spirits were responsible. Out of the way, Peck. <laughs> these spirits were rep- responsible for like maintaining of your entire home. So people used to give offerings to these spirits, like uh, bowls of milk or like baked goods or whatever you leave on your doorstep to appease like the brownies, and then congrats you find your shoes the next day where they're supposed to be or your your cow stays healthy or whatever it is you know there was a whole thing about the fucking shoe elves yeah coming like fix your shoes in the middle of the night the the keebler elves are pulled from cobbler elves yeah cobblers um and so that's why there's where those where uh the stupid clogs and stuff like that in the pictures Mm -hmm. um so it's all related but long story short people used to believe that even the most mundane aspects of your life like the daily to and uh, froze, uh, we're still affected by the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so we tried to appease the supernatural, like Samhain, a uh, proce uh, procession of um, the autumnal equinox, which became like procession of spirits. I mean, anywhere you look, any corner of our society, you have aspects of like myth and reality, uh, myths and legends that progress to this day. But the fact that we are able to explain away literally everything in our life with science and reason, we are now at the point where like we need that back. We existed with it for thousands of years. And now yeah. that it's gone, we feel completely robbed. So yeah. we turn to video games. We make our own uh, game fantasy. Like that movie, um, Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. Like the whole world's just a big pile of shit. Correct. And then they, they all just live in this alternate world and you know virtual reality situation and i think that's our natural progression right now i, I think that's going to happen it sucks um there's several iterations of that i mean it's been in a, a staple of sci-fi for a long time ready player one did a really good job of making it like a small book that was digestible and shit was dope though pop like, culture you could fucking have whatever you want in there you could like be racing the delorean you know, so why the Tron you? car? I that's mean, that's I the would. thing. Is like it's uh, I try to be logical, you know. So I like video games, and I I do know that I would definitely get too immersed in something like that. So I probably would never play it. I would one. You would be percent. in it. Uh, you would just live in there. Thousand Your body percent. would waste away to nothing. <laughs> yeah, don't. I don't fucking care. Like experience. Like don't experience. even eat. Yeah, <laughs> I have to be fed intravenously. Plug me into the matrix right now. I want my uh, pink pod on the I side don't. of a skyscraper amidst a thunderstorm. I'd be happy there. Yeah, eating, you think? Eating my steak. I mean, just think about that movie though. Like there was a whole bunch of people that just are doing what we're you know doing at work every day, so you would just trade one for the other in in that scenario. Yeah, so a Ready Player One situation, a little bit different, you know. But like the Matrix, you're just living your mundane bullshit inside mm -hmm. of a thing, and you're just a battery. You know, I'd rather live my mundane bullshit life not as a battery. Hopefully, I'm not a battery. If I am, oh, come find me and release me. Uh, <laughs> but give me those pills, dog. Yeah, the was it the red one? Yeah, um, I want the red one. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you took both of them. Goes. What if you took both of them? Probably have a stroke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just go. You go vegetable, I guess, in the matrix. Just like, uh, yeah. But like Ready Player One, you could. Uh, it was like video game capitalism. You know, you could like go and fight in these battles and get all these points and these gold and this, which whatever we, the currency is, we have. So, on, and then you could buy shit. On my end, I know uh, several situations, like firsthand, um, of how this works. So, primarily, games do this. What you're talking about by having a subscription fee. Mm -hmm. So you pay a subscription fee, $15 a month was like the standard that WoW set World of Warcraft way back in the day, and then you get access to more stuff. Cool. So when they made it to where you could um, trade in-game currency for that pass or whatever that other premium yeah. currency was that equated to real money, then you have 
an economy, a real economy. And there was this like wave of Chinese gold farmers. Yeah. Did a bunch of like chinks in a sweatshop, just <laughs> killing rabbits and dragons for days on end to make like fifty thousand gold to then sell for like forty bucks. You know, U.S. You said, Chinese. and so you used to be able to buy currency on eBay or whatever. There's different uh, gold farming you websites. Did buy currency from China. Uh. Yeah, it was the basically. it was the original Bitcoin. Yeah, basically. And uh, you'd pay for power level accounts. Like, Bitches in the future. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, Dave sent me a meme of Wheel of Fortune, and it was Bitcoin is the future, and it was like the S was missing. It was like B I T C something. Or, yeah, C- B I T C. And then I I and the then, future. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy was like, "Bitches in the future." <laughs> it was like, and then he got all like, what the fuck? What do you mean that's not it? And I showed it to a friend of mine, and he's like, without playing it, and he was like, bitches in the future. <laughs> he's like, what else could it be? And I was like, it's Bitcoin is the future. He's like, oh, okay, I guess I can see that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so you had this whole economy of people like, power leveling your character from 1 to 60 which is just a time sink right like I don't have time I, I work a normal job so I'll just pay this dude 200 bucks to give me max level character with all the good shit um, so another game that does this incredibly well is EVE Online that's a space simulation game mm. so you have people that like they're not running around killing bad spaceships with the Borg or anything like that they're just mining they have ships that just mine asteroids and then they sell that resource and then through their entire economy, they're able to make enough money to pay for their subscription. And then they're able to make enough money to have more than their subscription. And then they just sell that. You have people that make actual like careers out of playing this video game, livable wages from playing a video game. Hmm. Um, that sounds cool. And these ships, like they take real life time to build like a capital ship takes six months of real time to build. So then we have these like huge dog fights and you have, 400 500 ships fighting each other that collectively have taken like 450 years to build <laughs> and cost like a half million dollars like that's a meaningful exchange in cyberspace mm. I don't know. it's so weird to think about right it's crazy you never thought video games would be like well, no, i definitely did severe. not because um, i started with asteroid with a little fucking antennas Little stupid line in a ball. Yes, this is asteroid plus plus plus, and <laughs> LGB so, asteroid. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been proven a system that works. So I don't see why not. You'd be able to have people that are able to work in this environment. Like, uh, I mean, this is kind of going off topic. Um, we'll try to bring it back. Long story short, life sucks. You stub your toe right now, you don't lose a health bar or like half of a heart, you stub your fucking toe and it hurts and you have to wait for the recovery and you get a nasty bruised toenail that falls mm, off. You can't like, just sleep it off. Yeah, there is no... <laughs> you don't right, heal the next day. No health potion, no eat a roll of cheese and instantly <laughs> heal that yeah. health bar and your toe is good as new. Like, reality sucks, dude. Um, and so we're always just jonesing for something else. Uh, especially when you work... Nine to five, doing like the same thing, dealing with bullshit people who are just as unhappy as you, and it's just, animosity just breeds more animosity, 
And then we all go home and we hop online and we motherfuck 12-year-olds on Call of Duty because they were playing video games all day. And we're not... We're not good enough to deal with that at six o'clock. Fucking at night little and we bastard. Just get home. Yeah, it's kind of a decompression. Reality does kind of suck, but I mean, it doesn't have to, you know. Of course, okay. I mean, if you're us, you know, the normal average Joe, and fucking Etsy bans you, <laughs> you can never escape um, the Monday. There's more resources for us than there have ever been. Well, not for me, apparently, because they keep turning me off. (laughs) Uh, Fucking Matrix. Like, we have more access to clean water, better food, arguably. Um, I think I figured it out of why they canceled it. Yeah, what's that? I had the shirt that said, AI equals death. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, death. Death. Yeah, and uh, that might have been it. And AI saw it and was like, oh, fuck, he knows. He's trying to spread the word. We got to turn him off. Try um, AI equals unaliving. Uh, you unalive someone. Yeah. Ghosted. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's what I think. I think that they saw it and were like, fucking turn this cracker off. Yeah, He's trying makes, to spread the word about it. It makes more sense. <laughs> um, I don't know how death metal shirts then ever get propagated. Yeah. Uh, so we have more means to which we can use to be comfortable. Like, we don't have to exist in a constant state of suffering. There's no... Saber-toothed tigers, there's no bubonic plague avoiding COVID, but that, that COVID is not the bubonic plague. Like no, that was, it's not even close. That was a, a, a real, real doozy. Fleas. Um, yeah, we've gotten rid of mosquitoes in a lot of areas, or at least they're tolerable. Uh, not here. A lot of communicable diseases. Fucking mosquitoes are the Florida State bird. They used to be worse. I mean, <laughs> I, I know as a kid, when I used to go outside and play... That my arms would so. be blanketed in mosquitoes. You you couldn't breathe because they were they're so coming back, dude. Um, <laughs> they have like trucks that roll down the road, fogging them, yeah. but they're still around. Yeah, still around, but I don't I don't think they're near as bad as they used to be. So we've dominated nature. Like no, nature probably, is our bitch. We've dominated nature and also poisoned ourselves with the fog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not that great. Uh, it reminds me of a good song by CP the Smog. Yeah, the smog is coming. Um, so it, it's weird that we have all these things to make our lives better, to enjoy reality far more, spend more time in leisure activities than presumably we ever had. But because we buy into, uh, capitalism, we buy into government, we buy into this market society, we're spending all of our time to turn it into currency, to then purchase options to, waste our time away. It's, yeah. so, it's so weird. Instead of having like wholesome moments with family and friends and community and like achieving something in reality, you know, chopping down like a huge tree or building a house or like, I do that every weekend. Yeah. Now we just do it in Minecraft. <laughs> it's you know, way easier in Minecraft. It's way easier in Minecraft. Uh, uh, get yourself a diamond ax. It's like three chops. Yeah. They don't make those in reality. No, 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 they don't. Um, uh, but we do have chainsaws and we still have, there's there's so many avenues that we could take our old lifestyle and just make it way easier, uh, but we're constantly pushed on the verge of our time as being marketed towards something else. It's we're not all our fault. Utilized, though. you know, like you said, we're being sold 
or buying into or whatever. Yeah, coerced, brainwashed, pressured. I mean, if you don't work as a regular person, you know, and you don't get money to pay for all this housing and crap, then you're just homeless, you know, which sucks even more. Makes your reality more gay. And uh, like homeless is just a level one adventurer. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been homeless? Uh, a couple times. But <laughs> shit, fucking sucks. Dude. At least I had a, a a car. It wasn't even my car. I was homeless, living out of a friend's car for like four months while I was in the navy. That's gay. So that we don't, it's like, oh, we don't treat our veterans well. Yeah, <laughs> we don't treat our our normals. Uh, we don't treat our fucking well active either. duty. Yeah. Uh, it sucks, you know, and, and and it's hot, and it's fucking. Especially like living in like somewhere like Florida or or up north where it's really, really fucking cold. This is brutal, man. It's the green hell down here. It's brutal, you know. You're sweating your ass off. Mosquitoes are carrying you away like fucking pterodactyls, you know. <laughs> My dad. Uh, this, like, the scene from Pitch Black. Yeah. When Riddick goes over and he looks outside. Is it clear? Looks clear. And the chick goes to run across and gets picked off by like. A hundred different little bird aliens <laughs> torn to pieces in the, the air. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I thought you said it looks clear. What's it look like now? Looks, looks clear. clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to get anything for free. So you have to. You know? And uh, it fucking sucks. Yeah. But, it's not good for your mental health, which is why, like, we are so dependent upon these fantasies you know marvel movies are the most profitable movies in history yeah because they're the ultimate power thrill like um power they call it a power fantasy right like you're imagining yourself as iron man or hulk or you know thor flying around and you're not actively sitting there in the movie theater thinking about it you're engaged in the story because it's pretty good storytelling Mm -hmm. um but a portion of your brain is like running off of that it's like drawing the energy like a vampire it's like dude we could be that just imagine, yeah. just think about that. Like, just running that simulation in your head on some level feels good. It's it's therapeutic. Uh, you know, if I wish I could take Mjolnir to work and just fucking smash my uh, <laughs> corporate overlords and mm. you know, eat that thing through a a forklift. Fuck yeah, um, that would be awesome. Pick up my trailer and just throw it in the ocean 400 miles away. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, me too. And my brain knows that. So my brain says, hey, go watch that new Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll do that. Uh, but this drink is delicious. I'll have another. I, I think it's it's something that's so ingrained in us, and it's probably the most beautiful part of humanity. Um, Ashley got me uh, a while ago before we like even started to think about the podcast. We were having our, our talks in the shop, and he's like, Dave, what's uh what's mankind's most powerful like tool? Um, I remember this. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I it was uh, about fire, the wheel. It was, uh, I, was, I think I said language, but you're like, no, it's imagination. Yeah, it was what set us apart from Neanderthals. Why did we, why did Homo sapiens move forward? They all died out. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. Our our imagination, our able to, our ability to conceive something that doesn't exist and make it into reality. It's uh, it's kind of hard to stump Dave too, you know, because he's a dork. <laughs> so it really got. He was like, "Yeah, this is a really hard question," <laughs> and I was like, "Got him." But uh, just you know, even in that scenario, like you know, some 
Australia didn't have people. It was just big ass giant animals. Some dude somewhere imagined a boat and there had never been one. You know, the Wright brothers saw a bird flying and imagined, well, we could build some kind of thing to do that. And now we have airplanes. So, you know, some motherfucker imagined a, a bow and arrow. You know, everything we have came from someone's imagination. That's why it's so important to continue to have. And in my opinion, in reality, have imagination, not just in the multiverse or the cyber whatever, you know, because new inventions are happening every day. Um, most of them are getting fucking ghosted, but there was some 12-year-old girl that made the lightning charger. Mm-hmm. You know, she's rich as fuck now. She's not 12 anymore, but... She probably read a bunch of the Tesla. <laughs> yeah, so you plug in your phone and it's like... And it's charged. It's like, goddamn. That's awesome. So shit's still happening, you know? Imagination's very important. What's uh, weird is, uh, there was... Have you ever heard of creepy pasta? So, uh, it's a slang term drawn from copy paste. So it used to be copy pasta. So when people were on like these forum boards and they'd hear a story, like, oh, bro, this is just copy pasta. That didn't actually happen to you. You copied and pasted this story from some other forum or a post yeah, earlier. And then they turn this into like, like spooky modern day folktales, like Slenderman is creepy pasta. Mm. Yeah. Uh, stories about the Wendigo and Skinwalkers, and they have this whole um, subculture. I think like Reddit uh, and 4chan really were the pioneers of this. But there's um, SC SCVs, I think is what they call them. The theatrics for the uninitiated, but we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? No, uh, all right. Anyways. Continuing on. Yeah, so there's this whole mythology about like sci-fi short stories that go from like The King in Yellow to Cthulhu to Temporal Anomalies and Wendigo and stuff. And they have their own like fictional universe that's been built upon online. And like mm. people exchanging stories and adding on to it. It's like a whole Wikipedia basically. Right. And um, so, so many of these things like indistinguishable from reality. Right now we have so many uh, social videos that are like edited you know ufos flying over and like weird monsters running around like you've seen them since the dawn of the internet like e-bombs world used to have them mm -hmm. you know mermaid swims across my boat and like little monkey man runs across jungle path and so we still have modern day folklore and mythology like some girls killed another girl because of slender man yeah uh not too long ago uh, so it's we still have our own fairy tales in this modern day and age despite science despite knowing everything like there's still such a high drive to wish for the unknown to imagine magic as actually existing and still being a force you know the supernatural mm -hmm. telekinesis or telepathy or premonition like there's so many woo-woo type things that are still popular today because we just can't shake it yeah, you know I mean, harry potter is a fucking phenomenon yeah, we can't accept that the fantasy is just fantasy. Like, we're hanging on to the last vestiges of like, yeah, but maybe it's real. Like, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, but maybe. Like, you remember when my wife met your girlfriend? Mm -hmm. Oh, what house are you? 
I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> you have a house, don't you, Dave? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm a Gryffindor. I'm, I'm a Leo. It's I'm, I'm an thing. American. I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> that, not, that's my house. My, I'm my, an American. My house is an apartment. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Floridian. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like if if because uh, I would never have watched Harry Potter or read the books on my own without my wife. You know, so if somebody's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, what's your house? I'd be like, uh, 324. Yeah. <laughs> Start naming off Probably my address. address. Uh, I live in Bradenton. <laughs> like, no, 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 like your house. I'm I'm telling you, I would never even understand it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm an American. That's my house. I live in, I'm a Floridian. So I'm like Republican or Democrat? Or what are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you asking me here? Um. The House of Representatives? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> anyway, so it's still a thing. You know, people still gravitate towards it. And, I mean, there's whole motherfuckers that got wands hanging on their wall and shit. I mean, look at you. Yeah, you know? don't don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't turn uh, your head any angle and not see, like, fantasy shit in, in my office. I mean, I really, like, love comic books. You know, I grew up with comic books and reading them and... So that's a big thing for me, but I never really got into like Magic the Game, you know, the card game. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. I never got into that shit. Never got into like D&D or uh, World of Warcraft. Never got heavy in that stuff. You know, I was always, I like to play the story of the game and then be done. Uh, because all the 12 year olds are killing me all the time. But Yeah. I D and D is or tabletop role playing games, uh, just narrative games with your friends played over like a simple system. Like we're just rolling twenty sided dice to determine if an action succeeds or fails. And uh, we used to play a game called Story Game, which was like proto D and D. We'd just come to one of our friends who was going to run the game. We'd bring a picture of like some anime character, comic book hero, or some cool picture online we saw from some deviant art or art station we're like i want to be this guy and then we just make up a couple different power list for him and then put that in the game and now we're playing that character and we would play four days Mm -hmm. through summer i would have anywhere from like two to eight people at my house for weeks at a time and uh, we'd stay up all night playing these games and it was some of the best times i ever had in my life uh it was just simple storytelling a modern day mythology with friends and uh I mean even power there. Even in shows, you know, like the Stranger Things, though basically the whole show is based on Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's it's the, like all a the characters real time parody of the game that they were playing with the Demogorgon and Vecna the Lich. Yeah, um, they just named them things that they knew from the game, you know, and, and it worked. But in the beginning of the I mean, all through the whole thing, they're playing this fucking game, you know, and that's what they, like, based their reality of the things that was happening on, so. And it was that way through all of humanity's history. We just yeah. based it off of these other stories. Right. Like complete bullshit. Yeah. But they were cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Dude rides a chariot across the fucking sky and drags the sun behind him? That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, rather man. believe that than it's just a star out there <laughs> and we rotate. Nah, that's boring. I want, I want the fire There's guy. There's fireflies that got stuck up there. 
Oh, they're just huge balls of gas burning billions of miles away. <laughs> that was the Lion King. Anyway. Uh, I mean, even astrology, man. No, <laughs> Look at astrology. It's so like, much. Yeah, those four stars kind of look like a bull. <laughs> the How? Big Dipper. Well, How does that work? Oh, and that bull got, uh, dictates who you are as a person and your entire fate. I'm sorry, these those four stars? Can you point them out again? Oh, I don't know. They look a lot like all the other fucking stars yeah. next to each other. You can still see them. I mean, they're there. Uh, I can't. I can see, like, the dippers. And I know where Orion's belt is. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you where Orion is. <laughs> it's the, the belt is, like, his, his belt. Yeah, Orion's, like, 14 stars. Like yeah, that. It, it makes, like, a shape of a connected dot person. But, yeah. You know, I can tell you where the North Star is. That's about it. And I could probably, I, I think I know where some of the planets are. I uh, think when we have the um, capability to exist in a fully virtual space, a la Matrix, a la Ready One, I think um, we are going to experience another huge explosion of um, invention and like. Just storytelling, manufacturing, uh, content creation. I don't mean like check out my YouTube video where I mm. ask these girls about their fat asses. I'm talking yeah. like like real production because you look at the Iron Man movies and how he's working with Jarvis and dude builds a whole Iron Man suit in his basement over the course of like three days and uh, you know he's dragging and like zooming in and Jarvis do all the hard mathematical work for me that my brain's not good for bring that into a physical representation that I can manipulate. I think when we're able to utilize augmented reality or just do real life simulations in a simulated reality, we're going to have another like huge wave of creativity and um, inventions because it'll be so much easier to take your ideas and put them out. You know, there's less testing that you have to physically build a model for. I mean, we've been simulating, um, like Noah with weather for almost half a de- uh, century now. I mean, we have uh, so many simulators for planes, for fluid simulation, for astral simulation, uh, engineering. You know, you don't have to build the bridge and then test it. You can build the bridge digitally and test it, and it'll work just as well uh, that way. So I think when we are primarily existing our lives in a digital world, and we're able to more easily translate our imagination into a digital reality and then a physical reality if necessary, um, that, that's going to be the, ne- the next big game changer. VR uh, porn. But uh, yeah, yeah at, at the end of the day, it's all just fantasy. Uh, but whether you're experiencing fantasy in a digital setting or over a, a table with some friends or telling a story to your child i mean it's still an experience it's a part of your life that you're living vicariously in that moment and that's what counts it's still a valid experience these moments that we spent these times that we spent on video games some of the like most hilarious most like brain chemistry enjoyable moments of my life have been through video games have been through uh D, have been through um you know, hiking out with friends and just talking. And uh, 
I like conversation. Yeah, it's it's um <laughs> that's why we started this. My most treasured resource, I think, is is having these. Now Dave's leaving me. <laughs> and we'll still be connected. We'll just yeah, hop, in, hop into VR. Fuck that. I live in the reality. My house is America. <laughs> the desert of the real. <laughs> yeah. It's a interesting topic. But you know, if you're listening, all four of you from New Zealand. Thanks from New Zealand, by the way. Some guy in New Zealand likes us a lot, I guess. But hey. Oh, reach out to us. We'll get you a free shirt. Don't stop dreaming. Well, if Etsy ever stops fucking ghosting me. We'll get you a free shirt. Etsy yeah. won't stop us. <sighs> you know, you get like tired of fighting with the Matrix and bullshit and people. and it, It's not in my DNA to stop, but it's like really pressing. Like, God damn, dude. I just can't fucking move forward with nothing. <laughs> Everything's stopping me. Everywhere I turn... Something else happens, like Dave leaving. Yeah, there's no cheat codes. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no fucking cheat codes uh, in reality anyway. But don't stop dreaming or whatever you want to call it, you know, creating. Don't just play other people's games. Try to make your own. Be the next inventor of something that helps reality. Yeah, I'd say uh, for the more conservative listeners, don't don't hate on people that are just trying to get by uh, through this avenue. I mean, we, we yeah. deal with things in in our own way. Uh, playing a video game is a lot better than becoming a gross alcoholic or I mean, turning to a needle. I out mean, of the two of us, I'm probably more conservative, and I play video games, so fuck off. <laughs> you know, if you don't like it, who cares? Because I'm at my house doing what I want to do. You should do the same. If yeah, you want to live your whole life in reality, that's fine. Because we, our house is America, you know? And theoretically, anyway, maybe not so much anymore, but it was based on freedom and doing what you want to do and people leaving you alone while you do it. So if Dave wants to live in the Matrix, live in the Matrix, Dave. You know, don't yes. hate on Dave for wanting to be a Borg. It's a fantastical <laughs> experience. Like we're living a, we're we're trying to live vicariously through a false reality, uh, um, aka a fantasy. But that's still real, you know. That's still an experience that's cataloged in my brain as as if it happened. And um, you know, I, I've seen people that play like D and D specifically or D and D s games that are like. Yeah, my my greatest story, my greatest achievement was mm. playing this character through this campaign 20 years ago. And that's still a talking point that they have with their friends to this day. And, uh, yeah, He's sure. a level 12 magician or wizard or whatever the fuck they call him. Yeah, he he didn't actually go kill a dragon in reality because there's no fucking dragons to slay. Reality sucks. That's it's funny. boring. But, that's funny. man, he did it back in 1992. Yeah. He took his wizard to level 20. And he fucking slew the dragon, and he saved the realm. Like, tells his kids the story like he really did it. In 1998, I killed a dragon with my magic. Yeah, if it worked <laughs> for the Princess Bride, it can still work. That was a good movie. I want to make a shirt that says, Inconceivable. <laughs> Just that, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. All right. Wrap up, Dave. 
All right. So, in summary, all right, live your reality the way that you want to live. Um, obviously, don't don't superimpose uh, your reality over others. You know, give everyone the freedom to experience life the way that they want to experience it, uh, because we're all just trying to get by. We do it in different ways, uh, but as long as you're enjoying yourself and giving back to your friends and family and community, uh, then there's there's no reason to try to knock it or to try to oppress or subdue or uh, hate on the way that they're living their life. Men, so. if your girlfriend takes her panties off and you don't stop playing your game, there's something wrong. There's that meme of the girl with her panties around her knees oh, and yeah. he's playing the fucking video game. Dude, the game's going off. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going off. Hey, man, I got to go. If you're in there, this is live. Well, I'm just kill me then so I can go over here and do what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, take a picture if you have to. This is what I'm about to do. Your friends will understand. Oh, okay, man. Because they probably never even seen a girl. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dorks are great people. Very honest. Yeah, you, you definitely have to balance your reality. Uh, so that you still have the resources to exist in your fantasy. So. Mm, yeah. So don't stop fantasizing, you know. It's uh, a journey. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. I forget the rest of the song. Okay. So speaking of music, cue it.